if you think about it, Blue Beetle's just like the Pope's exorcist, where it's just another person being possessed by another thing. It's a show by Chris and Neil with all great movies. They are the real deal. We watch them all. So you don't have to. It's movies that don't suck and some that do. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, welcome to a new episode of Movies Don't Suck and Some That Do. My name's Neil. And I'm his co-host, Chris. And Chris and I today will be watching mm-hmm. two movies, reviewing two movies that are out there in the wonderful world of cinema for you to apply. Now, the first one just hit Netflix. It was back at the movie theater, mm-hmm. back in a month where like 95 films came out all at the same time. It was rough. <laughs> it was and rough. it got buried. So this is a movie I'm glad because it just came out on the streaming network that we're going to be able to review. Mm-hmm. It's, number, it's number one on the network too, so it's like... Yeah, it's awesome. We'll talk about it in a moment. But uh, that is The Pope's Exorcist featuring the one, the only, the guy who tried to save the last blockbuster ever, Russell Crowe. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the north, general of the Felix Legions, loyal servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, Husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. It's got to be that one, right? Like, like that's got to be that clip. And that's exactly the stuff that he sent them to was stuff from Gladiator yeah, yeah, yeah. to that last black uh, blockbuster, yeah. so they could put that as a museum or whatever pieces. Uh, also in the movie with him, uh, Daniel Zavada. Stay right fucking there. Don't you fucking move. Yeah, that's right. I know what's in there, and I ain't leaving without it. You got me? Now you do as I say, all right? Don't take one single step, all right? Huh? What, do you hear me or what? What, are you blind and deaf all of a sudden? Huh? Motherfucker, I said stop. I think you fucking heard me. Right. Don't you move. The fuck are you doing, you old man? I'll fucking show you. Don't you fucking test me. That's from Don't Breathe. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering what that was from. And also in this film is uh, the person that its name I'm about to say, Alex Esso. <laughs> I could see where the list was. Sorry. Alex Esso. Hey, it's okay, Doc. It's, it's okay. There. All dry. What happened? You have to talk to me, Danny. You haven't talked since we left. Please, Doc. Please. That's from Doctor Sleep. That's a flashback that Danny has of him and Shelley Duvall. Yes. Or Shelley Duvall. You oh, are Shelley Duvall. correct. Yeah. You're one hundred percent on top of that, mm-hmm. like always. Mm-hmm. And the last one on these, Franco, uh, Franco Nero was in this as well. 
I failed to recall the last time you were in Rome. And here I'd heard you had retired. I had. Then humor me with uh, but one question. Sei qui per il Santo Padre? No. All right then. That's from a John Wick chapter two. The thing yes, you said, is. the thing you said in Italian was, "Are you here to kill the Pope?" So. <laughs> Which is funny, yeah, because you the, the Pope's Pope. Exorcist <laughs> is the first movie that we are reviewing. Second movie that we're reviewing is about a superhero who has been around. He is the eleventh superhero to ever be created, ever. He was only created three months after Batman. Real quick, are we going to be doing a spoiler section? Oh, fuck okay. yeah, we're doing. I can't He's w- like one of the most legendary yeah. okay. fucking uh, superheroes uh, uh, of all uh, uh, time. <laughs> Do you know he was actually the first one to have a radio program as well? Mm-mm. Did I know that? Yeah, Blue Beetle, who was originally made in 1938, was the original Blue Beetle. In fact, just for you right here, bam, there it is. In the corner of the guy walking in the window, <laughs> that is the original at Mystery Men Comics. It wasn't even DC yet. DC didn't get them until like 1948 or something like that. Like, seriously, one of the first superheroes ever, Blue Beetle. Now, Blue Beetle is actually based off of the new rendition of Blue Beetle from uh, the 2000 concert, uh, 2000 uh, Infinity Crisis going into the new 52. But we'll talk about that in the spoiler section of the Blue Beetle movie later on. First Blue Beetle is played by the one, you know him, from Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. He is Zolo Maradia. Zolo Maradunya. I was close. Close. That's right. Uh, yeah, Zolo Maradunya. Karate is about discipline. It's about inner strength. It's about confidence. Lessons that you can use for the rest of your life. Look, I I don't know where I would be today or or who I would be today if it wasn't for my sensei. Look, we don't need this tournament to do cool kicks or to sell tickets. We need it to show the bullies of the world that we're not afraid. It's called the All Valley because it's for everyone to give everyone the chance to show what they can do, to fight, to become a champion. And we deserve that chance. Yeah, I found that. It took me forever to find that for some reason. It's a, it's a, I found it. Man, good guy. Just such, that's just such a good show. I mean, you can't go wrong. Hey, dude, if you guys have any time and you haven't watched Cobra Kai, Seriously, go watch it mm-hmm. tomorrow, tonight, mm-hmm. today, right now. As soon as you get this podcast done, turn it off. Go see Cobra Kai. It's one of my favorite shows. Um, also in this movie, the man who is known for calling himself more racial terms than any man in the world, the one and only George Lopez. Prostate cancer is the number one killer of Latino men's because the only way I can check it. <laughs> Por atrás. <laughs> and your fucking dad and your uncle are like, Charlie, no way. 
I'd rather be dead than have somebody be touching my culo. Sober? No. Nope, not sober, challenge. Maybe catch me when I get home before I change and before we go to sleep. They still drink, they still do all that shit. He went to the bathroom like 10 times a night. After like 10 years, my tia was like, you gotta go to the doctor after 10 years. The doctor looks at him, he goes, you have prostate cancer. He looks at his wife, you fucking heard what he told me? You heard, I heard, tell her, because I heard that I have prostate cancer. Chinga, you make me come to the doctor and fucking now I got prostate cancer. Yeah, so it's George Lopez, because uh, he's standing comedian, that's what he does. And also, in this movie, Blue Beetle, playing the villain, Mrs. Dammit Janet herself, Susan Sarandon. Where did you get off behaving like that with women you didn't even know? Huh? <laughs> huh? How'd you feel if somebody did that to your mother? Or your sister? Or your wife? Huh? What are you talking about? You know good and damn well what I'm talking about. I mean, really? That business with your tongue? What is that? That is disgusting. And oh my God, that other shit of pointing to your lap. I mean, what is that supposed to mean exactly, huh? I mean, does that mean pull over? I want to show you what a big fat slob I am. Where's that from? I'm trying to figure it out. I think it's the client, but I might be wrong. Um, gosh, I don't know. What is it from? Thelma Louise. Is that Thelma Ooh, Louise? Yeah, yeah. Gosh, dang it. I don't want to go. I didn't want to make it. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be simple like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I went, didn't think you I went super easy on that one. And we got one more. One more. All right. We got one more. No, yeah, yeah. I sent, to you, I sent it to you. I sent it to you. Oh, and uh, Belissa uh, Escobedo. My mom is shopping for snacks for the movie marathon, and she keeps sending me blurry pictures of cookies. She's just trying to help. I know, but it's just like, buy the cookies, Susan. Who cares? <laughs> that's a good one to find for uh, Belissa Escobedo. That's not her. Um, but Belissa, uh, Belissa, because she's also kind of a new actress, too, and it's um she plays the sister of, of uh, Joa. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, that's um are okay. Are you, are you good there, man? Yeah, we it's also got like Becky G and Bruno Marquezine, but you need some energy, man. You just need to like do you, do you need some Red Bull or something? <sighs> I'm good, dude. Let's do this. I'm ready. Let's do this. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! Chris, tell him where we're at, brother. You can find us online we still suck.net. We're uh on w2mnet.com. That's w number two M as in movies net.com. You can find us there along with a bunch of other podcasts. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash suck. We're also on Twitter at MTS Podcast, or X now. Uh, Instagram at MTS Podcast. We're also on a Bonfire. Go to bonfire.com, search Movies Don't Suck, something they do. You'll find our shirts like the ones you own there. You'll find a shirt like that. We're also on, um, on Patreon. Go to patreon.com, trust me on suck. If you guys want to show us a few shekels and Neil can get a value meal if he wants to at some point, like after, yeah. after a couple months. And then, um, every year you find podcasts, find movies that don't suck and something new. And you know what? If you're listening to us on an audio device or anything, you hit subscribe. So uh, it'll be in your, in your, uh, in your, I guess, phone or where you're listening to. The second it gets uh, uploaded to the internet. So try that out. All right, Neil. What, who are we talking about today? What? Who are we talking about today? What I say? It's your turn to talk about. A business that we stuff. like. Oh, I'm talking about stuff. Yeah, yeah. Talking about stuff. 
All right, so what am I talking about? Oh, businesses. So small businesses, if you have a small business, we like to help you out. And I'm going to talk about the one that gave us so much entertainment this past week. Metallica. That is, <laughs> I could. I could be like, yes, Metallica, Metallica. Have you ever been in a room with 100,000 people? I I don't know. Twice. Uh, oh, uh, Friday and Sunday, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sold 30,000 more tickets than Tyler Swift. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, so the place that uh, we kind of ended up at every night while we we're good in Arlington, we're in Arlington, not Dallas. Let me just make that clear. Arlington is a suburb of Dallas. You guys went to, it was at uh, the, the Cowboy Stadium, right? Yeah, it's at AT and T Stadium. Yeah, yeah. It was right there. That's where that's where it's at. Okay. Yeah. AT T Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Here it is. Here it is from top when they're on stage. Like I, I went up. I walked all the way up there. Just oh, you guys had four seats. That's not what we're talking about. Huh? You guys had four seats. Yeah, we had four seats. Well, I mean, not seats. I mean, standing room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Standing. Yeah. It sucks being like anyway, the past age of 30 and have to stand for like a couple hours. You're like, damn, I can't like to sit down somewhere. They didn't care. We didn't care. Yeah. I mean, it's Metallica. I okay. mean, there's a difference between Metallica and yeah. if you're there to see some stupid, crappy, whiny band. You know, it's just like, but instead of you're hearing, oh, fortune takes mirrorless down in flames. Okay. James Hetfield's fucking God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Metallica is God in music. Anyway. Where'd you guys end up every night? Like, Lemmy died, (laughs) they took their place. Yeah. Where'd you you and the guys end up every night? Oh, yeah. I forgot we were talking about that. (laughs) That was seven minutes ago. Max Tavern and Grill. Max Tavern and Grill has karaoke every night, cheap drinks, Cool. Look at that karaoke stage I sang on mm-hmm. three nights in a row. I got applauding. I even had an old lady come up and sing Dragula with me. Oh, that's nice. I didn't ask her to. Yeah, yeah. I didn't ask her to, but she randomly came up there and just grabbed a microphone from my hand. That's awesome. I was like, yep. Uh, this is what it looks like. Nice place. Pool tables, dart boards, the singing stage. Um, plenty of fun. I mean, um, even the outside looks nice. Like it's just a nice little dive bar. Has some nice food. There's a, a steak burrito there. There's a, you know shepherd's pie. Some you know uh, 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 country fried steak. All the above. It is located just down, right down the road from ATT Stadium at two eight two one Galleria Drive, Arlington, Texas. Seriously, they are open at two a.m. every night. They are some of the nicest people. I we couldn't ask for a better place. We couldn't ask. The pe- the people were nice. That it was nice. It was nice and divey, and it wasn't like like we went to Texas Live one night mm-hmm. and spent about a grand, <laughs> and we had like three drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like seriously, and it was just so shitty there. Like it was just like. They didn't give a fuck. Like at Texas Life, nobody gives a fuck you're at Texas Life. Anybody that works at Texas Life, their power and light district, if you want to com- compare it to that. Just like at power and light district, nobody there gives a shit that you're fucking there either. Yeah. Like, 
I like places that they care that you're part of the environment. They did at Max Tavern. It was a great place. The people were there were great. The karaoke guy, fucking friends with like pro wrestlers. So we're like literally talking pro wrestling and hanging out and just having a good time. People there were great. So seriously, guys, if you are in Arlington area, go to Max Tavern and Grill. It is 2821 Galleria Drive, Arlington, Texas. Great time, great people. I cannot say anything else. You know, I, uh, I lived in Arlington for two years. Sure. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. Was that when you were running from the law? Uh, yes, it was actually. Now that I know, yeah. I knew that time. I know there's this time that you were running from the law because of that murder trial that you escaped out of the back door while they were taking the prisoners back to the jail. Yeah. I, I, wanna, I saw it. It was on. It was on. Uh, it was on TikTok. The other can, day. I, can I do a home brag real quick? Humble brag. Right. Humble, humble brag. Yeah, what's that? So, uh, uh, Bob Dylan's coming to. Casey's doing two nights in Midland, mm. and I scored front row tickets this morning. Nice. Yeah. Who'd, you, who'd you blow? Uh, uh, myself actually. I do on video. And then you I blew it. yourself. Yeah, yeah. I did on video, and then I sent it to a guy, and he got me tickets. Well, that's great because <laughs> then you back because when you're in the back, you just hear the front here. And now, now you're gonna be closer. You're gonna hear. I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I don't mean to make fun of your favorite singer of all time. Literally, hey, I get it. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. Dylan, he did. He did something. Once. It was well, okay. less expensive than I thought it'd be too. So, yeah. well, that's good. It, yeah, <laughs> but we're here. How much? What did you think it was going to be? I thought it was going to be like close to three hundred, but it was half that. So, mm. and so I, I, I had I pulled up. I go, yeah, um, it costs this much. And I'll share my phone. She's like, I'm like. He's A2. We'll never be able to see him again. <laughs> on the on Friday, on the way down to Metallica, yeah. Um, my friend, you know, yeah. You ever, you know who Metallica is? Yeah, I know who Metallica is. Okay, okay. So like Metallica. <laughs> Are you joking? Metallica. <laughs> um. All of a sudden, my buddy in the car. I'm not going to say which one mm-hmm. of these it was. But one of these guys turns to me and goes, it's done. And I was like, what's done? He goes, 16th row, WrestleMania 40, oh, Philadelphia. Shit. Oh, you're going to, you're going to, oh, nice, dude. You excited? Philadelphia, WrestleMania 40, April, I can't remember. I think it's the 6th or the 7th or something like that. The 6th and the 7th. Because it's two days. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we got 16th row for both days. A total of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. $20,000? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I was just like, do I give you head now? Or? Yeah, yeah, you got to. You got to. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into our first movie. Our first movie of the day is. The Pope's Exorcist. Chris, tell him a little bit about it. It was directed by Julius Avery. And I had that stuff pulled up just a second ago. Oh, Julius Avery. <laughs> he's directed such things as Overlord. You remember Overlord? We actually saw the We talked about it, you and I. Uh, also directed uh, A Son of a Gun yeah. from 2014. Uh, this is written by... Sorry, I hate my... Shit's, oh, yeah. Written by Michael Petroni, uh, Evan Spitopoulos... Our day, Dean McCreary, Chester Hastings, Jeff Katz, based on the book by 
Gabriel Amorth in in this movie. Russell Crowe Russell Crowe plays Amio uh, Gabe, Father Gabriel Amorth. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius. Also, this stars Daniel Zavato as Father Escobar. Stay right fucking there. Also, Alex Cecil plays Julia. Hey, it's okay, Doc. <laughs> and Franco Nero plays the Pope. I fail to recall the last time you were in Rome. Also, this stars Peter D'Souza. The Pope! Yeah, the Pope! The Pope! <laughs> this also stars Peter D'Souza. Fahoni is Henry. Warrell Mad- Mar- Martinson is Amy. Cornell John is Bishop Lumumba. Lumumba? Yeah, Lumumba. <laughs> Rhino Gray is Carlos Spolin. And Bianca Bardo is Rosario. Sar- and I want to mention this. Ralph Innocent does the voices as the demon in this one. I don't know if the demon's away. But Ralph Innocent was also in The Witch. So I just wanted to say that. Uh, uh, why don't you go ahead and read the story for this one? Yeah, I, I just got you. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so read the story, Ryan. Right? right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Where am I at? All right, there we go. Inspired by the actual files of Father Gabriel Armoth, chief exorcist of the Vatican, the Pope's exorcist follows Marth as he investigates a young boy's terrifying possession and ends up uncovering centuries-old conspiracy the Vatican has desperately tried to keep hidden. And, uh, you know, most of us would think that meant, uh, that meant like, touching little boys, but this is something different. So, um, uh... No, but it still has the Vatican chasing a little boy. It does. It does have that. It's a, it got a little weird, <laughs> right? So it got a little weird. That's for, so wrong, yeah. Chris. Chris, can, not every priest is a rapist. But rapist, yeah. I mean, it's weird, right? You don't. You don't need to be racist uh, against priests. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. yeah, is that how? Is that it? Is that the, is that the terminology? I'd be bigoted against racists, but, but not racists, uh, but popes or exorcists, or in this case, uh, um, priests. Neil, what did you think of this movie? They all died at the end. Mm-hmm. They didn't. I mean, I thought this movie. I thought it was pretty cool, man. Yeah. To be honest. Um, it, it it was uh it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Uh, I mean, have you ever seen the picture of the real guy? Yeah, he looks kind of the same. Nothing like <laughs> yeah. the same. Nothing like him. There he is. There he is. Yeah. The the kid that they had with the makeup and everything with him looked creepy mm-hmm. as hell. Yeah. Um. To be honest, I mean, if you're gonna make an Exorcist movie, this is. I mean, it was it's, a good way to do it. It seemed like an action film to me. I felt like. Yeah, but right? it was all in one room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, uh, three rooms. Yeah, we'll three, go three yeah, rooms. Yeah. <laughs> it was in three rooms. Because it wasn't and, very um, scary, but it was definitely it was definitely action-packed. All, like, yeah. yeah, and it, it just felt like you didn't know the way it was going to go. Yeah. Like, and then they gave you good lore. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the lore was true. I don't know if the lore was, you know, real. I didn't really deep dive that much into it because sometimes, you know, it breaks my heart when I don't find out that the lore is 100%. But you correct. and I aren't necessary believers, so we were probably like, whatever, anyway. anyway so hey, no, 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 no. I mean, I don't want people to fuck up my comic books yeah. just like I don't want people to fuck up their comic books. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't like it when people fuck up a Stephen King novel either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, but, um, Russell Crowe, man, uh, I think hey, he man. knocked it out of the yeah, park. Yeah, he's great. He's great. I think he he was great. Yeah. Um, 
he will never be in gladiator shape ever again. No, I don't think. No, but he, um, but he's still. Gets I think a... he's beyond that limit now. Um, <laughs> I think he's more into John Candy land. Uh, <laughs> he he's between. A... He's between that. He's not the quite John Candy yet, but he is. Yeah, he's between John Goodman and John Candy. <laughs> John Goodman now. John Candy. <laughs> yeah, then. yeah, not, not, not John Goodman then. But um, but I really liked it. I thought he played his part. Um, his bro that was with him the whole time. Uh. Father Escobar, Escobar or whatever. Escobar. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I could see this didn't doing a ton of movies like this, like a sequel with these two, like going to a different, different place to. In fact, I think they were actually talking about making this like a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I did. Yeah. And what did you think about, uh, I mean, they, they, they obviously did some stuff that was straight from the exorcist. Like, like, oh, yeah. yeah. I, well, I mean, that's what I mean. At this point in world, let's just be honest. If you do a comic book movie, you're going to be compared to everything. You're going to be compared to every comic mm-hmm. book movie that ever happened. If you do, if you do a horror movie, you're going to be compared to every horror movie that ever. Oh, don't run in there. You know what's going <laughs> to happen next. You know, and when you do an exorcist movie, no matter which one it is, it's always going to be compared to, of course, the original exorcist. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, this kind of did it. I mean, I haven't seen the the Exorcist sequels that they did. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the original Exorcist, Exorcist sequels and the ones they did later, like that re, when they did try to do the reamp the whole entire universe, mm-hmm. like five years ago or six oh, years yeah, so ago. Oh, they, yeah, they're doing new ones now. Like, uh, and the strange thing oh, is. Oh, yeah, they're doing it again. But, but, and but guess the, what? I'll go see those too. Yeah, the thing but, is, guys, the, guys, I, I want to mention the director of this. He's the one who did um, the new Howling. So he, yeah, yes, the same Howling guy, Kill. same guy. <laughs> yeah, so like, seriously, man, the the whole thing is, guys, just like, there's a reason Barbie's <laughs> number one, yeah. for the year. Yeah, it's not because it's Barbie. It's not because it's a toy. Because it's a great it's movie. It's because because story. Yeah, story and acting. There's two things that go together. You can't just throw an exorcist movie together and be like, person's dead on bed and we're going after the demon insider. You can't. You got to have a good story going along. In this movie, uh, the demon uh, jumps around. They're finding, you got to give me anthology. If you don't give me anthology of whoever that fucking demon is, like even in Constantine with John, with uh, Keanu Reeves, when he does the demon possession at the beginning of the movie, you get the anthology of who the fucking demon was right off the bat. Oh, you mean the demonology you know? like with what it does? You say anthology, I think you're using it wrong. But uh, yeah, I think demonology is what I mean. Demonology. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, um, yeah and, uh, you know, like with this one, um, it's 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 decent, man. Like I was in, I was interested. They kept it good. They didn't. They didn't show the god in my face that much. <laughs> like, like the problem I think with the, this, this is. One of those few films that's because all we get now this like, when it comes to horror that has like a Christian like element is the uh, generally the Conjuring shit, and this is one of those that's not. And I liked it, man. This was this was fine. Uh, yeah, and, and and that's the thing. If you want to do to a broad audience, you have to understand that over seventy percent of the world is not Christian. Yeah. They're not Christian. Well, so it's the second biggest religion. Whatever. Them. I don't okay. give a damn. Um, <laughs> right. uh, whatever. But most of the world's not Christian. 
Like that's just more of an American thing. The yeah, Western world is definitely thing. Christian, but the Western world, this is marketing yeah. definitely Christian. But, but this movie, you not know, fighting this over you, just trying to make a fucking point. What's your point, dude? Thank you. Which point? Thank you. But you have to give enough of the religion so we know what the hell you're talking about. Because <laughs> not everybody, including 90% of the Christians, have never read the Bible. <laughs> so they don't know what the hell's there. You know? And they don't know what, if they go actually look at the real history of things, mm-hmm. they, you know, mm-hmm. we need to have some of that information. They, they, they definitely movie, don't want, a lot, of people, a lot of people don't want to know that information, dude. They're like, what? Nope, never mind. I didn't want to know this. <laughs> but there's enough information in this movie that, um, that man, it makes it good. It makes it like intelligent. It makes it like it's not shoving it just down your throat. It's like also not God versus the devil. It's not dumb, and, dude. It didn't. I, I didn't. At one point, they have, like they're pandering. At no point did I feel like that that they were uh, that they were making it too sensationalized. Like I felt like I felt like all this was pretty fun. Like honestly, it was a it was a fun exorcist horror yeah. movie, and that's what we wanted from it. Like I didn't expect to be my socks to be blown up. I expected a uh, entertaining ride, and that's what I got. This movie would have been great in the movie theater. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would have been bad. It Too would... bad you wouldn't allow me to see it. No, we had something else to see. I'm almost sure we did. You know, I haven't checked yet, but what if we saw this and saw this? And, and what if we saw Bo is Afraid instead of this? Would you be upset? Saw this instead of what? Bo is Afraid. What's Bo is Afraid? That's that Walking Phoenix movie, Harry Astor. Oh, fuck yeah, I would have loved to have seen this 10 times over that. 105 times over that. Oh. Three hours. Gosh. I would watch Bo's Afraid now on a streaming network. But but I guess it was great. I got a good nap in the theater. <laughs> you, Bo is Afraid, not this. Well, okay, well, yeah, sure. I'll keep that in. Um, uh, But... Uh, Pope's Exorcist. Uh, it's uh, Russell Crowe was great. I'll say that Russell Crowe was fantastic. He's always good in everything. He was good in Unhinged, and that movie wasn't that great. But um, he was good. I in mean, it. there's Russell Crowe's a good actor. It just matters if he shows up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes he comes to a movie, and I feel like he just shows up for the paycheck. Or he just fights you know? people in random random hotel lobbies wherever he's at. Yeah, <laughs> but then there's movies like. What nice guys, for example, Dude, like fucking love nice you guys. You did, we didn't even we didn't even see that coming. No, we no. didn't even see that coming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like, love nice guys. guys. Was one of those films that you're just like, I when when it came out, none of us saw it coming. Mm-hmm. But then when it did come out, we're all like, me and you, for example, were just like, what where's, the fuck was that? Where's the Where'd sequel? Where's the sequel? Yeah. yeah. Is, where's the five sequels? <laughs> yeah, because I love those two together. I love Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. They're fucking perfect. Um, man. That movie's good. But this movie's not as good as good guys, but it's pretty good. It's all right. It's all right movie. I, I enjoyed myself watching this. So, yeah. Yeah, let's get some quotes and move on. Yeah, let's do it. When we jeer at the devil, tell ourselves he does not exist. That is when he is happiest. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. L.A. Night. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry, it's a wrestling thing. You wouldn't understand. It's it's for cool people. You're right. If you are Satan, what is my name? You can sleep now, my son. The demon is gone. 
We will all be judged how much we love. That was not an exorcism. So what you're saying is evil does not exist. Mm. You're all going to die. This baby's hungry. Give me some milk, you fat cow. <laughs> Wrong fucking priest. Pride manifests itself in different forms. Our sins will seek us out. Your prayers are worthless here. My name is blasphemy. My name is nightmare. No one is getting out of here alive. Yeah? Demon voice? Like the demon voice? All right. I once had a demon try to put a crucifix in my eyeball. Your sins will seek you out. Their dead bodies talk to me. To die in a war is heroic. To survive is complex. I burn in hell because of you. They all suffer because of you. Say the words, piggy. Damn! Damn us both to hell! God is not here. And you know that God works in very mysterious ways. Is that, is that it? That's it. All right. Uh, my score in this is 3.7. That was good. I liked it. I'll go a little higher than you, actually. I really enjoyed this. Mm. I, I wouldn't mind watching it a little bit more. Uh, just about a point, though. I'll go 3.8. <laughs> I liked it. Take a shot. I, I, thought, I thought it was a good movie. Um, I don't know if it'll be on my top 10 at the end of the year, but it was one that... I like it was delightful like, I, diversion, honestly. Like, like you know, yeah. I walked out of it. I was like, I enjoyed that. That was worth whatever. Yeah, you know, like it was like one of those days where you're just like, okay, I like that stuff. Yeah, I so like those, that. That's where you don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked. Already sucks. Um, but uh, oh, I, I just realized that we didn't even mention earlier about that we are going to do a spoiler for Blue Beetle. We'll have to do oh, that yeah. in a new segment. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Let the we'll let the listeners know that, that when we. But, uh, yeah. all right, right, mine on RottenTomatoes.com. What is the audience worth of Pope's Exorcist? I don't know. Um, I, I would say that they're the new, the, um, 79%. 81%. You're really close. Nice. It, uh, but audience says, the Pope's Exorcist may not be a classic, but it's still a solid possession thriller, and Russell Crowe does... A fantastic job in a leading role. All right. Chris consensus on this one is what? What's the Chris score? 92. 47. Damn, I went completely yeah. wrong on that one. I thought I went up because I was like, maybe this will be one of those to go up. Because I thought I heard good things about it, but. Chris consensus Dominus Crow. The folks exorcist is standard issue holy horror in most respects, but a star sanctified performance we didn't answer some viewers' prayers. All right. Um, I'm going to read a good review, a bad review, and a good review. This is from Oliver Jones of The Observer. He says, It was certainly plotted Villager's haunted house movie with all the vitality and vivaciousness of a 15th century corpse. Mm. And this is a good review from uh, Sithan at the Call of Zinverse. He says, Few horror films have been so benefited from the presence of such a genuine effortless star. So this uh, that's the Pope's Exorcist. Uh, you guys can watch that on Netflix, 
And if you don't have Netflix, use your friend's Netflix. Cause, uh, I mean, uh, I, I think, I think if my brothers, I think there's six people using my extra Netflix account. Hope they're not listening. Uh, but uh, right now, yeah, you guys can check this out. It's pretty easy to find. And you'll, if you like these type of horror films, you'll like this one. Right? I like this. Yeah, I, if you like a good uh, horror movie, religious horror movie thing, you will definitely like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I de- definitely suggest it for you and your friends to have fun, get naked, and rub some butt on you. There's some tease in it, too, if you're into that. So. Right? Is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's is that, it. Is that what, what are we talking about now? What's about the news? Oh, dude, I don't know if I can do the news. What are we doing the news for? This is the Movies That Don't Suck and Some of the News. My name is Neil. I'm going to read things to Chris because, I don't know if you know this, he's blind in both of his eyeballs, and therefore he needs help. I know. We want to get the sad stuff out of the way first. I have no idea why everything is going so slow today, oh, yeah. but I'm literally clicking on things, and it doesn't come up for like half a minute almost. I think it's all your fault. Did you get that hat on the way to Texas? On the way back. Yeah, yeah. I, dude, I don't get it. Everyone everyone I know is so obsessed with fucking Bucky's. Uh, and wasn't that like, like I've been to Bucky's like plenty of times out from Texas. But everyone's. Yeah, the greatest gas station of all. It's fine, dude. Bucky's is fine. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> how many Buffalo, how many barbecue sandwiches did you eat? I, I, I ate none of barbecue sandwiches. Uh, how many of the donuts did you eat? Okay, uh, I'm sorry, dude. The I'm nut. Sh- how, much of the bar- how much of the beef jerky did you eat? Okay, man, I get it. You, you're like, you're like, you like Bucky's, dude. You grab that shit, and then you're like, and then you're driving another three hours down the road. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! I mean, a barbecue sandwich. I mean, some beef jerky. I'm, you know, got a rice krispie treat. Got some beaver nuggets in my mouth. Hell yeah, I love Bucky's. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, my friend Pete bought like almost four hundred dollars and stuff there. Dude, dude, right there. Just, just, you know, I used to drive by that shit all the time. And mm-hmm. and uh, people from out of the state think Bucky's is like fucking Mecca. Like like everyone buys a shit. I'm like, what's the deal? What's the big deal? <laughs> but but I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> anyway, let's talk. Let's get this done and over with. Out of the gate, yeah. let's just talk about this and get it over with. Now, um, guys, I know this ain't really movies or anything like that, but it means something to me because. I am a huge pro wrestling fan. In the last 24 hours, we lost two greats. Uh, one who grew up right down the street from good old Chris right there. At the age of 79 years old, we lost the one and only Terry Funk. Terry Funk is a hardcore wrestler, hardcore wrestler. He has wrestled people like Mankind or Mick Foley, known as Cactus Jack. I went to an arena where I got to see him and Cactus Jack in a dumpster that got thrown off of stage in while they're in the dumpster in front of me. Like, it was insane. It was like, it's considered one of the biggest moments of Monday Night Raw history, and I was there for that. And um, one of the great legends of all time. Uh, he passed away at the age of 79. I mean, it's, you know, he's 79, and he did all that shit. I mean, hardcore shit for years. Yeah, when you're I mean, like, wrestlers, don't get to be that long because they really abuse themselves while being wrestlers. It's amazing that Hulk's still alive, you know? 
Yeah, no shit. And other news today, literally just reported an hour before we went live. Um, seriously, um, WWE star uh, Bray Wyatt, also, um, uh, I don't know, where's his real name? It's Wyndham. I know it's Wyndham. It's Wyndham Rotonda. Um, his dad, um, yeah, Wyndham Rotonda. Uh, his father is Mike Rotonda, also known as IRS, that was with Money Incorporated from the 1980s. Um, Wyndham Rotunda did one of the most creative characters in all of pro wrestling, known as Bray Wyatt. Um, I mean, the guy had a cult, you know, and then he had the spooky mask thing and everything, and he he just had fun and he did things in the ring that was just weird but cool, and you didn't know whatever it was going to be. But uh, two legends in the square circle. Um, Br- Bryn- sorry that uh, they passed away, and I'm sorry to all their families. He, that they he passed, passed away at 36, right? Age of 36. Yeah, we don't. He's been. Uh, we do know that he's been sick for a little bit, so we don't know how. We don't know if he's. I don't know exactly what it is, and I don't want to even speculate. Act like I know. Yeah, yeah, I don't even want to particularly because who knows if one of his family members or friends ever listens to this. I don't ever want to particularly. Whatever happened, happened. He's just not with us anymore. So. Uh, rest in you peace. know, rest in thoughts peace. out. Yeah, rest in peace and thoughts to his family and friends. Now let's talk about some of the best news I've read all week long. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Throw it on me. AI-created work cannot be copyrighted, said, has, predict, has said U.S. judge has determined amid the Hollywood strikes. So that means if any company uses AI to write songs, to make movies, to make artwork, to do anything like that, it is not copyrightable. How many of you studios want to use AI now? Yeah. <laughs> How many? Come on. I, 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 I can't hear you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm listening. Wait. wait, wait. Are you in the back? You in the back? What, what, what did you? Oh, no one's saying anything yeah. now. I'm, I'm no, hoping that, that speeds along the... Negotiations. You yeah, know? a federal judge uh, rules artwork created by an AI cannot be copyrighted as human authorship is essential to validate copyright claims. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. I think right there is what's going to start the downfall of the AI generated stuff. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, you it's, can use it's, it. It's beneficial when it comes to like a business environment, but when it comes to it's writing, beneficial to everything. It really is. Yeah. yeah. But it's not beneficial I mean, to writing but, movies. It's not beneficial but, to, you know. You have to agree right there. I, I think this judge has it right on the butt nose. Mm-hmm. You can't copyright it. So, therefore, if you get a whole script written by AI and you're a big movie studio and you got this $100 million movie, I mean, somebody could grab that same script and make a movie for, like, 20 bucks. And try to do outdo you. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be great if we just got copycat? I mean, I know, I know, we kind of have the copycat movies now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, where the B movie theaters try to make the, you know, like Titanic two, mm-hmm. you know, like and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't that be great if just like a shitstorm if one movie came out like five versions of the same mm-hmm. movie? That's I'm cool. down for it. Yeah, I'm down for it too. Let's do it. 
Writer Guild and AMPTP have another meeting as studios chart planned in the strike. Now, Writer Strike continues as the Writer Guild of America and Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers clash on staffing minimums and streaming residuals. Disney CEO Bob, uh, I like to fuck everybody over, Iger, uh, criticized the strikes, calling them dis- disrupting and unrealistic, facing backlash from actors like uh, Tatiana Maslina. WGA and AMPTP uh, continue to exchange proposals and plan to meet again, while WGA criticized Netflix, Amazon, Disney as gatekeepers of the industry. Mm-hmm. Do they, do you, I just want them everyone to be happy. That's what I want. You and I, you know, because there's me a time when Neil, me and Neil will probably be seeing movies that we're never meant to see the day, light of day. And, um, you know. Sometimes you got to do it. Yep. Sometimes you got to know when to hold them. Yep. Know when to fold them. Mm-hmm. Know when to walk away. Know when the dealing's done. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Rebel Moon is already gearing up for Zack Snyder's director's cut. Damn, already? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Rebel Moon director Scott, uh, Zack Snyder will offer an extended director's cut that uh, revealed deeper into the narrative, providing a more intense and violent portrayal compared to the original film. Fans can expect a unique viewing experience. So basically, he's just going to do a more violent version of it. Of oh, Star Wars. Because <laughs> that's what it sounds Rebel like. Rebel Moon. Hey, dude. Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon expands its universe with a Netflix exclusive game already. Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire, will be getting its own video game. Renowned filmmaker Zack Snyder is teaming up with Netflix and Super Evil Megacorp to create a video game that expands on the Rebel Moon universe, Mm -hmm. offering fans a deeper, more extensive game. It's not an adaption of the film but a continuation of the Rebel Moon narrative with a vast and exotic universe. I hope this works out. So I really do. Well, you said Disney's there... part. You said Disney's part of this. No, you said Super Evil Megacorp. It it says Super. I was Super Evil Megacorp. I was joking. I said that's that's, that's a company. I know. Dude. I was I was fucking around saying that. Maybe not. I was joking, dude. It was a joke. Apparently no, left. it's not a joke. You just, you just, you just belittle those people, man. I know. I want to. I want. Anyway, could be fun. Could be fun. But um, the game will be Tyler exclusive for a Netflix audience, and will allow up to four players to clipperly engage in the Rebel Moon lore, aligning with uh, Snyder, Snyder's ambitude. You know, I just, I want this to really work because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I want to go see it. I want to love it. The people that are in it are all people I like. You know, all the actors and stuff like it. I love seeing these new characters. Sure, and, you, you like world and, building. You and I both like world yeah. building. Yeah. I love good world building. Mm-hmm. And fine. And not finally. I'm sorry. We got a lot more news. But <laughs> <laughs> it has come to fruition, guys. It's finally done it. Barbie is now the number one movie of 2023. Yeah. It has now surpassed the Super Mario Brothers, which was the number one movie of 2023. Where is it in like, isn't it like one of the biggest movies ever now? Yeah. (laughs) But that's all together. Okay. Yeah. Barbie reached the milestone of $574 million in just 34 days, faster than its competition, and even faster than Top Gun Maverick. Nice. Barbie has surpassed Super Mario Brothers as the highest grossing film domestically as it has close to become the highest growing movie worldwide. 
2023. Now, Top Gun Maverick is number one still. Mm. Mm. Worldwide. Yeah. But domestically, here in America, Fucking Barbie is now number one. Good. I'm happy for it's it. It's Barbie, Super Mario Brothers, and Top Gun Maverick. Mm. Interesting. Your face is interesting. Uh, for some reason, Extraction 2 is now in the top 10 of most watched movies of all time on Netflix. Okay, I was like, of all time, it's fine. It's good. Yeah. It's now in the top 10 list. Uh, Extraction 2 is highly acclaimed sequel to the Action Pack Saga, has made it into the t- Netflix's top 10 most watched films of all time on the platform. It's a good movie. <laughs> I know, but That's... I mean, is it better than Big Lebowski? Oh, so they're they're not just talking about Netflix films. They're talking about no, no, film. on Netflix. I mean, movies that they have, not movies they made. It is one of the top ten most watched movies of all time. That's weird. That's really weird to me. I well, know, right? It makes sense if they're going worldwide because a lot of countries don't have like the same rights to the same movies, you know. You're so, right. Yeah. So right. But, yeah. I, I remember what you're talking about there, but I don't know what you're saying. Like, for example, Japan View, you could watch Forrest Gump on Netflix, but you can't do it here. So. It's weird. Someone's going to make the director. uh, Stand-up comedians decided that they're going to become a director now. Stand-up comedian and actor. The person that makes your dad look like he's not racist. Bill Burr is going to be making his directorial debut. Comedian Bill Burr makes his directorial with Old Dads, a comedy that explores the challenges of middle age and fatherhood. The film is set to premiere on Netflix on October 20th. Stars Burr as the central figure, Jack, who faces a pivotal moment with his friends as they sell their company to a younger generation. We know we can act because we saw him act in The King of Staten Island, right? Right. I know he can act. He was also in a... He was also in a... Um, that one movie with uh, that one show with that was really famous that one time that yeah. everybody liked. Yeah, I know you're about, yeah. You know where the people killed each other uh-huh. and they were selling meth. The, oh, but for Breaking the Bad. Yeah, yeah, Breaking yeah Bad. he was on Breaking Bad. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing him in the in the, that. Yeah, watch it. I just hope he's not like as racist as he acts like all the time. Yeah. Um, talking Heads. Like, like, talking Heads are uniting for a 40th anniversary of concert movie Stop and Making Sense. The Talking Heads are united after 21 years due to a restored concert film Stop Making Sense is returning to theaters. I would which just, was the movie. Yeah. I would, yeah. Just, I would just see that. That'd be cool. I would. I mean, directed by Jonathan Diem, the film is hailed as the greatest concert film of all time and was added to the Library of Congress National Film Registry this year. After, uh, so the talking heads are getting back together. Fucking all right, man. Do it. Do it. Freddie Rodriguez is on the hunt and looking for a serial killer in VHS 85. Oh, another one. Okay. The one that, okay. Well, I mean, sure. Watch the film it. stars, uh, Freddie Rodriguez as, uh, Wayne Johnson, a detective investigating a series of murders while on the trail of a serial killer and features different tales directed by a group. I don't want to tell you the tales. I, I read half of them, uh-huh. and then I just stopped reading them because that the fun yeah. of the ADS is not knowing what the next little short's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. about. So uh, I don't want to read it. But Thanks, VHS 85 is coming out soon. I don't know. It didn't give me a date. Yeah, I yeah. hated that. I, le- I read the article, and I was like, where's the fucking date, asshole? It's coming. Yeah. Yeah. R.L. Stein's Zombie Town 
will be coming to life with two actors that we all know from the 1970s and 80s. One, Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd. Wow, okay. Well, let's, uh... The trailer for the movie Ad- Adaption of L.R. Stomie Town only takes basic elements from the book, altering much of the story. The focus of the trailer is on horror filmmaker Lynn Carvey rather than the book's main character, Mike and Karen. The movie uh, seems to be a team-up vehicle for Aykroyd and Chase, despite their characters not being present in the original story. Don't give a fuck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it goes off of the book really well. You're going to give me Chevy Chase and and fucking uh, Dan Aykroyd talking together? I got it. I'm there all day. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, do you like John Hamm? Uh, uh, yeah, I like John Hamm and cheese, too. Yep. Hey, <laughs> do you like Star Wars? Uh, yeah. Do you like John Hamm being the voice of Bubba Fett? Yeah, I do, actually, yeah. <laughs> For the new Star Wars anthology audiobook series, John Hamm is going to be the voice of Bubba Fett. Uh, the audiobooks is part of the From a Certain Point of the View series, explores the perspectives of secondary characters in the star wars universe so that's awesome so maybe you know why he's standing there why darth vader's trying to hire him and ig88 and all them and stuff like that on the ship go find han solo (laughs) you know yeah yeah he can be like he's in the helmet like god damn i gotta work for this fuck again (laughs) uh james gunn hints that two of the guardians are coming over to good old dc okay we already have palm going over there who else is going Finds are England pits of new collaborations and guns future projects with, with hints that Chris Bratt and Tom uh, Clementieff are joining the DC. Chris Pratt is going over there? Yeah, but he's also Star Lord. He could be both sides. Okay. Why not? Yeah, it's I... not DC versus Marvel, everybody. Let's just get over that. <laughs> this is true. You could be, I mean, come on. You can be Green Lantern and Deadpool, you can be Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yes, you can be <laughs> you, you can be Captain America and Johnny Storm. Yeah, wait a minute, that's the same. That's both Marvel. Yeah, uh, you can be Daredevil and Batman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's not a good example. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jason Momoa and Dave Bautista are going to be teaming up in the Blue Beetle director's next film. The Wrecking Crew. Yeah, we'll watch that. Director <laughs> Angel, uh, Angel, uh, Angel Manuel Soto, uh, known for his work on The Blue Beetle, will direct The Wrecking Crew, an upcoming buddy movie starring Momoa and Batista. I'm fucking in all day. Mm-hmm. You give them, you, you just give them a network and just film it. Just <laughs> them two hanging out 24 day. I'm there. I don't even care. Buddy action comedy. Don't fucking care to even read the rest of this. You got <laughs> Momoa, Batista. Fucking there! I don't. Do I need to read more than that? No, no. Well, the, I mean, yeah, uh, but the actual does read an upcoming buddy movie yeah. starring. Da, da, da. No, it doesn't even give me. It doesn't give us the plot or anything. Well, release, so, release date? Yep. Well. Uh, no, nothing. It's just one. I mean, nothing has a release date. <laughs> yeah. Are you really fucking asking that right now? Are you really fucking asking yeah, that? Yeah, I guess you're right. Um. Uh, Zachary Levy suggests himself as Flynn Rider alongside Florence Pugh's Rapunzel in the Tango live-action remake. Do we need that, though? 
I mean, well, I mean, we don't need it, but it's already happening. Florence Pugh's already signed on for it. Bob, you're just sucking the dick of the world. Just uh, uh, But, know? I mean, Zachary Lovey does play pretty good. Like, you know, aha. Uh-huh. I love Zachary Lovey. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I know there's one I really wanted to tell you about, and I'll get to that really quick, and then we'll, we'll move on to uh, everyone is a suspect in Netflix upcoming mystery starring uh, Bianco del Toro and Justin Timberlake. Did you see that's where Justin Timberlake? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the first trailer for Netflix for Telefall first a special glimpse into upcoming thriller show casting Timberlake and del Toro's mysterious characters. Um, a detective, Tom Nicholas, betrayed by del Toro, investigates the murder of a real estate agent who is married to Timberlake's character, hinting at hidden secrets. I'm down with the clown all day long about Dope. that. Dope. We'll see that. Um, here's a movie we're definitely going to see. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for this? Yeah. John Cena! I'm sold. Let's <laughs> see you now. And Allison Brie join forces in a movie called Freelance. Now, Freelance uh, features Cena and Brie with uh, revealing a thriller plot involving, like, an ex. He's like an ex. She's like a journalist, and he went there to just, like, help them out with the camera crew or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens he's, like, an ex-specialist, and they get kidnapped by, you know, the bad guys, mm-hmm. and they have to get out. Of course, he's the one that gets them out. Yeah, That's what It looks like a cheesy a- action movie, but you know what? I'm fucking all in because it's John Cena and John Cena any of the way can tell me. I don't have it loaded on here, man. You don't have, why don't you always have that loaded? I thought you said always would have that loaded. Uh, you're right. You, you need to shut it on there like 24 seven, right? <laughs> no, I know. I mean, just, but uh, anyway, I mean, I what? only have so much space in here. I but... know. I know. It's fine. You're fine. You don't worry, buddy. Don't, don't apologize. Let's move on. Old boy. Theatrical re-release at the theaters that that just celebrated its anniversary, Uh right? Yeah. Made twice as much as it did as its original release. Well, I mean, it's a good movie. You know, know, know know what this movie told? The first one? It said, I will fuck you, all right? Yeah, that's what it said. (laughs) So, um... Yeah. I knew you had it lying around somewhere. Yeah, I found it. (laughs) <laughs> you found it right in your face. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Oh, that one we're definitely going to have to talk about. Give me two seconds. I'm just looking through the rest of them and making sure what we can and cannot talk about. <laughs> um, you know, the this? actor Charles, Charles Martinet. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Have you ever uh, heard that name before? He plays, he plays the original voice of Mario. It's me, Mario. That guy. Yeah. Yes. Um, he uh, has now retired. Yeah, yeah. He will no longer voice the the voice of Mario. He's old guy, but he's a good guy. I mean, he's a. I don't know why they did. You're, you're a good old guy. Uh, they could have Charlie do the original one, but no one was. I guess that's that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I still have seen it. All right, so here's some of this. I'm just going through some of these headlines. Uh, Michael Jackson biopic director says the movie will not avoid the controversies that they will talk about everything in the biopic, so that's cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Marvel's Thunderbolts is not going to be um, a sequel from everything. It's going to be its own movie. So it's basically like, hey, we kind of understand who they all are, so we're just going to go right into it. Yeah, yeah. 
a haunting uh, in Venice. In Venice, says uh, the the haunting in Venice. The producer says he's going to try to do as many movies with Poirier, the detective Poirier, as possible. Yeah, fuck yeah, you both. You're not excited about that. Um. Oh, uh, Flash will be in uh on HBO Max. Uh, what date was that? It's in September. Uh, no, uh, August 25th. So starting tomorrow, if you're listening to really? this today on the 24th, on the 25th, Flash will be on HBO Max. Hey, dude, it just didn't make enough money theater. People just didn't like Ezra Miller. I don't know what it is. Uh, Barbenheimer was a big thing this year, right? Yeah, it was like the one of yeah. the biggest things that happened. So the next one now they're trying to build up <laughs> is Saw Patrol. I'm not seeing fucking Super Paw Patrol at all. Fuck that. No way. Saw Patrol. No, no, if you <laughs> force me to see that. Day, I am not going okay, to see Paw Patrol okay. Super Movie. Okay, I, I, I like, Do you, you make me okay. see that? I'm Saw like, Patrol fuck you, is... Neil. We're not doing this. And then um, because of all this, uh, dilemma, uh, all these, you know, strikes and stuff like that going on. A movie that was supposed to be secretive being made behind the curtain that nobody was supposed to be know that they were working on got pulled out from the curtain today. Marvel has been working on a Ghost Rider movie for the last year and a half. What? A new Ghost Rider movie. Do they have the they won't say no, nothing else came out, but it will start filming as soon as the strike is done. Mm. Mm. Then... Um, one of the one of the greatest one of fucking Chris's favorite bands of all times is going to reunite to make new music for Trolls 3. That's right. After 20 years when their last musical release was Chris's favorite band Fugazi and Sync <laughs> will return. Yeah? Well, cool, I guess. I, I, I don't know if that's for it, but not for me. Sorry. And the new Blue Beetle movie we're about to talk about yes. is about the new Blue Beetle mm-hmm. uh, that is, you know, the original Blue Beetle. Right. Well, they're working on a sequel already because they know it, it's getting some good love and stuff like that. And to be honest, it was just supposed to go directly to streaming. It wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to go to theater at all, mm-hmm. e- even though it beat Barbie this week. It's the movie that beat Barbie. Yeah. But the director only wants one person to play the original Blue Beetle in flashback scenes or whatever. <laughs> and you know who that one person is that he wants? Who? He wants the man himself. The guy that can make you go, that always leaves a bottle jar of peanut butter on the counter. Because if I walk by, I can just put my finger right in there and scoop it all up and put my mouth. Well, he wants Jason Sudeikis to play... He wants Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis, to play the original Blue Beetle and back flashes or, or, or flashbacks in the next Blue Beetle movie. And because of that note, Chris, it is time for Blue Beetle. That was the movies don't suck and something news. I told Chris some shit. Now he will never remember it because he is way too stoned for that shit. Mm-hmm. All right, so- and his mom's listening. He doesn't do drugs. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're talking about Blue Beetle, uh, DC's latest effort. Uh, this is directed by Angel Manuel Soto. You might be going by Angel. I don't know. Uh, he directed such things as Charm City Kings, 
and uh, and a bunch of shorts. Uh, fucking, this is written by um, sorry, written by G- Gareth Dunnett Al Alistair. This stars Sholo Marduena as as Jimmy Reyes. That would be Karate is about discipline. Also, Bruna Marquezine is Ginny Cord. I want I would have bought something for Bruna, but she's fucking she's Brazilian, and that that, that all the stuff was Brazilian, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I know. Uh, I I looked them all up yeah. too. Becky G plays the Kaji Da, which you don't really say that. That's the voice of the of the, his suit, the wheel suit. Um, David Alcazar plays Alberto Reyes. George Lopez plays his uncle Rudy Reyes. Prostate cancer is the number one killer of Latino men's because the only way they can check is. <laughs> Also, uh, Adriana Barrera plays Nana Rez. Belissa Escobedo Escobedo plays uh, his sister, uh, Milg- Milgro Reyes. My mom is shopping for snacks for the movie marathon, and she keeps sending me blurry pictures of cookies. Also, Elapito Creos <laughs> Rocio Reyes. Susan Sarandon is Victoria Victoria Cord. Where do you get off behaving like that with women you don't even know? Also, uh, Harvey Goyan's Dr. Sanchez, that's also known as, you know, Guillermo from what we need to Guillermo. Say. Uh, Raul Max Trulio is Carapax. Jorge Jimenez is. Guillermo! Is, yeah. And, uh. I love Guillermo. And, you know, why don't you go read the story for Blue Beetle? Oh, shoot. Yeah. I, I was setting up other stuff. <laughs> After an alien script, who chooses college graduate Jaime? race to be its symbolic host bestowing the teenager with a suit of armor that's capable of extraordinary and unpredictable powers forever changing his destiny as he becomes the superhero known as the blue beetle so this is the best dc movie since the justice league uh, just like sorry, no. Since um, since the Suicide Squad, since Suicide Squad, uh, Gun Suicide Squad, this is that the best DC movie since then. 100%. Damn, one hundred percent. Is that is that what your thought is? Yeah, I mean, like, it was it was a delightful movie. It was fun. It was uh, energetic. It had these characters that no none of us knew yet. It also included people, you know, uh, you know, like uh, it included teenage people. Like Latino people, and it had it had it was a fun as fuck movie, dude. It had a new uh, sort of uh, exciting city that doesn't exist. But um, man, I really liked Blue Beetle quite a bit. Um, this movie is Spider Man meets Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what this movie is. Mm-hmm. It is Spider Man meets Ant Man because one, an Ant Man. You barely hear about the original Ant Man. Yeah, yeah. You barely hear about anything the original, uh, the original Blue Beetle did, because there's two Blue Beetles, and they make it very apparent that those two Blue Beetles did exist mm-hmm. before this Blue Beetle, just like in Ant Man, where they make it very apparent that Ant Man existed. Mm-hmm. But then you got the complexation of being a new college student or a college student. That just came out, and so he's young. He's in his twenties, early twenties, and he becomes a superhero, and he's going through all this conflict. Now, Blue Beetle, I love this. The thing about Blue Beetle is that I love that his family all fucking finds out. It, it feels like it, it feels like a family movie at points, you know? Because like, yeah, yeah, like 
Like, like you, everyone has their own Uncle Rudy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, and, and just like the fact I have up now says, like, this movie was originally just supposed to be a one-off. Because remember, before this, this movie was filmed way before James Gunn ever showed up. So it could it could have gone tossed out like Batgirl. Mm-hmm. It could have got thrown to the fucking wayside like it was a piece of shit like Batgirl. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know if Batgirl is a piece of shit. I'm just saying that's how DC treated it. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, this movie was fun. I like want to watch it already. Mm-hmm. I want to watch it again. Like, and there's not been besides Flash. I liked Flash just because. Let's be honest. I get Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, this is better than that. This is better than that, honestly. Yeah. I mean, in your opinion, yes. Um, but <laughs> like this movie was exactly what you said. Uh, you could tell James Gunn had some part in it because you could tell by from the sense of humor. Yeah, from... but he he did say it's disconnected from the universe. But it's but he is going to keep uh, Showa as Blue Beetle because why would yeah. he? He was just like, okay, cool. Um, originally, no, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, this movie is still pretty fun. Yeah, it's a fun I just movie. realized uh, Lunchador's mask glows. <laughs> oh, wow, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Lunchador's mask yeah, glows. look at that. I got a mannequin head for yeah. Lunchador's mask. I stole it from him. He will never be Lunchador again. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, this movie was fun. Uh, George Lopez. Fuck, Dude, man. You know, probably, I, probably my favorite thing about the movie. Honestly, I'm not a big George Lopez guy, but I loved him in this movie. Absolutely loved him in this movie. I thought he was great. And that's, and like, so, yeah. Yeah, I've been trying to watch, I try to watch that show, the new show he has out. Yeah. Lopez versus Lopez. Yeah, whatever. I don't know, maybe it's, I'm getting, I think I'm just done with laugh tracks. I need <laughs> to show some laugh tracks. I think that's the problem. Yeah. But, um, I just can't get into that. And so, like, I was kind of dreading. Going yeah, into this movie, I was too. With knowing that George Lopez was going to be a big part of this movie, he's great. Fucking knocked it out of yeah, the park. He was great. Knocked it out of the damn park. It was so funny. The interaction between him and any of the characters, stuff like that. Him being a guy that's like scared that the government's coming mm-hmm. to get him any moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just, oh my god. But this is it was it, hilarious. It's a very good movie, actually. I mean, like, like. I, I know it underperformed a little bit at the box office, but I think it'll, it'll stay steady and it'll make its money back because I, I, I thought it was really fun. And I, and I, I know there are a lot of people out there like, how many superheroes are I supposed to care about? And I hear that. I hear that, but Blue Beetle is a good movie. I walked in uh, and walked out smiling. How many uh, action heroes can you name off the top of your head? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, the, I'm saying it's some like, people. Seriously, dude. Don't, I think this is what the problem is with this comic book whatever what is it called a fatigue that people are talking about yeah people are going in thinking because marvel cinematic universe did that whole everything's connected blah 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 all Mm -hmm. that stuff guess what dude you comic books you don't need to read every comic book guy that exists like there's comic book superheroes I have never touched a single page of their comic books. Mm-hmm. Not going to tell you who, so then you guys would make fun of me. And shit. <laughs> I know how it goes in this world. But seriously, 
you can enjoy just mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. You can enjoy just Blue Beetle. You can enjoy just Superman. You can enjoy just Batman, Spider-Man, whatever. But then and you have these people out there. You also have the people out there, gatekeepers, saying, well, you have to see this movie, you have to see that movie. But with this one, it's a standalone. You can watch Blue Beetle anytime you they, want. I gatekeeped once, and that was just for, like, the Infinity War. <laughs> I was like, you kind of got to watch that one because it kind of leads into this one, <laughs> which that makes sense. I think I told people you had to watch Thor Ragnarok to watch Infinity War to watch <laughs> Infinity Endgame. But with Blue Beetle, man, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of like a one-off. You can watch it and enjoy it. And I enjoyed it. Watched it, enjoyed it. I had a good time watching this movie. I had a good yeah. time. Yeah, like, there's just so much. Um, there's a lot of... Uh, Easter eggs, we'll get into that here in just a little bit mm-hmm. uh, in the spoiler section of every comic book movie. We always do a spoiler section because I, I don't buy these $100,000 comics slitting around my fucking house yeah. for, because I... If I had any ahead. criticism of the movie, I was a little um, mo- fuzzy on some of the motivations of some of the, some of the actor or characters in this movie. We'll talk about that like in the spoiler section. But other than that, man, I enjoyed my time in this movie. I thought it was great. I even got yeah. uh, squeezed a few tears out of me. So, I mean. And I, I liked Susan Sarandon. I, I, I couldn't see Sharon Stone as that. Oh. and Because yeah. originally it was Sharon Stone. I'm sorry if you don't remember that. Yeah. But, yeah I, but I, I, Sharon I could, Stone was originally. I couldn't see them interchangeably doing this. But it's just. Susan Sarandon is just as menacing, I guess. Right? Right. Yeah. And Susan Sarandon played it great. I loved her as the bad guy. It kind of fit the part perfectly. Um, Did you like the, the, uh, girl, the Palmetto City? I thought that was a really cool, like, looking city. Like the, Yeah, the, actually, uh, one of the uh, – I had it up, but it just doesn't look good behind us. I went through all of them because yeah. I have 17 different things. I even had the <laughs> Beetle car, the Beetle <laughs> ship flying behind us, but that didn't work. This is – this is what Palmer looks like with us in front of it. It looks like an anime city. Yeah, yeah. Like you can see, you can yeah. see the bottom. There you go. You I can mean, tell that. That's that really it. cool. I mean, it was, that was neat. Uh, and yeah, yeah, I, I, I like the color scheme of this. It, it, it felt like it had life. It felt like it had color. Yeah. It and felt I, like it was Miami. It felt like, or the keys or Florida, you know, it felt like it was the keys. Um, it felt like I was having fun. Uh, There's so many little Easter eggs here and there, mm-hmm. enough just to joke around, and it made it very apart that it's part of the DC and, universe. And the action was fantastic. Action, the fighting mm-hmm. in it was fantastic. It was, it was a very fun movie. And I really, if you guys have um, superior to fatigue or sort of crinkling your nose to this, don't do Blue Beetle because it's the best DC movie since the Suicide Squad. James Gunn's the Suicide Squad. So yeah, I mean, I thought this was holy shit. Mm-hmm. I just got a message from my uh, friend Lunchador. Yeah. And he says one wrestler has died every day. Who's next? The beginning of Who's 2023. Now? Who's now? I know. Well, Bray Wyatt. Yeah. He says one wrestler has died every day since the beginning of 2023. <sighs> Man. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Insane. Anyway, um, moving on. Like, there's so many, like, w- like, here's a little Easter egg that I'll put out to the audience. And because. The way you have to know that you can find out this Easter egg is you have to know Spanish mm-hmm. and pay attention, like, really close in the back. And here it is. Boom. At one point in the movie, it says that Bruce Wayne bought Twitter, <laughs> but it's spoken in J- J- Spanish on the TV in Yaimi's house. 
<laughs> and like this one. And I mean, if you look at the old comics, man, like um I mean, they are nothing compared to what this Blue Beetle is. I mean, if you went old school, here's old school. This was this was the original mm-hmm. what the original Blue Beetle looked like, right? Yeah. This is the second Blue Beetle. Okay. Well, I mean, that, that was the same Blue Beetle. I'm sorry. That's still dang. It's, a sec- it's the same Blue Beetle as the first one, but yeah. I'll explain why in a little bit. This is the actual famous Blue Beetle that was in shows and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then here, it th- and this comic was where uh, Yaimi makes his uh, first appearance mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. And here's his, uh, after that crisis is in, this is his first comic book. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that wasn't until 2006. So this is the first character from DC that got a movie that has been created since 2000s in the 2000s. Okay. Even though the Blue Beetle originally, the original Blue Beetle, well, let's just be honest. This Blue Beetle is nothing like what the original Blue Beetle now, this, was. This new Blue Beetle is kind of like Iron Man, kind of. It's kind of like Iron Man, Spider Man. Because yeah, yeah. you think about it, because you think about it, it's mm. the uh, nanotech kind of like suit, mm. but on top of it, it's a random thing that bites a kid that gets <laughs> all these magical powers, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, and yeah, Blue Beetle is way more powerful though than yeah. Spider Man by oh, yeah, far. Sure, yeah. Because he can use his imagination to create anything, like Green Lantern. He can, you know, fly up to space. He can rechange his DNA. He can make himself look like anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a bunch of powers they don't even touch. If you were to list all his powers, we would need another fucking hour in this goddamn yeah. podcast. Yeah, we don't but, have that. All right, let's read some quotes, and uh, let's move on to the spoiler part. And we got radio readings as well, so. Oh, yeah, and all the above. Yeah. All right, so... It's in there. I can feel it. How I look. Like you're six figures in debt. <laughs> you're Mexican in the edge keys. Progression is not for us. Look at that walk. It's sexy in a Kirilla Kardashian way. He was a deg- He has a degree, pre-law, you know. So if you need any pre-lawyers... Everyone has a purpose. You just haven't found yours. You look like an asshole, just like everyone else. The world's biggest tick. Oh, my God, it's inside of me. Put those nuevos away. They're talking about his balls. Yeah, um, I heard that. <laughs> I've seen worse. I've seen worse. Where? You don't want to know. Have a cigar. They're made by real Cubans. Batman is a fascist. You're lucky this house is full of stuff. Your house is full of love. Once the Skyrim meets um, up, once the Skyrim goes up your ass, it doesn't go up. It doesn't go up my ass. <laughs> we have turned both cheeks. Now it's time to fight. The universe knows it is you, and I know it's you, and you know it's you that you know it's you. Careful, he is a stranger. He is stronger than before. I get that. 
sacrifices must be made for the greater good. I remember everything now. Big weed never dies. Oh, bad weed never dies. I'm sorry. <laughs> bad weed never dies. I feel blood rushing to my mid region. And that's it. All right, man. What's your score on this? Ah, uh, dude, 4.5. I right out of the gate, dude. I loved it. I loved little, it. They can make a whole fucking Blue Beetle universe. A little bit more less than you. We're about 4.2. We towards 4.3. It's a fun fucking movie. I liked it way more than I thought I would, honestly. I wasn't bored. I wasn't like, uh, I wasn't playing. Look at my phone. I went in, walked in, completely enjoyed myself all the way, and uh, I really liked it. All right, man. What's the audience score in Blue Beetle? Mm, it has to be 91%. That's exactly what it is. Good job. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. I got one finally. Everybody take a shot. Take a shot. Drink a whole fifth of something. I haven't got one on the nose in like a year. What's the critic, <laughs> what's the critic score in this one? Uh, well, if we did nine, if, if people did 91, I heard they were giving it shit. So I'm going to say 67. 78%. Certified fresh. Okay. Critics and sentences led by Shola Mardan. Oh. Shola, Shola Marduena's magnetic performance in the title role will be as a professionally family-focused superhero film with putting in humor and heart. A review, bad review, and a good review. Does that sound good? Yeah. Uh, here's a rotten review from um, from Dolce Pierce of The Sun UK. It says, too chilly, too silly, too cheesy, and too obvious. Boobio fails to pack a powerful punch when needed, especially when hiding the issues including elitism, racism, gentrification, and ignorance. And here's a good review from, sorry, a good review from, uh, it's a simple one from Jack Brown. He says, a very charming superhero movie. And that's what it is, very charming. All right, uh, Neil's walking away. I don't know if he's getting, uh, know if he's getting anything, but we're gonna go in that spoiler section. So if you guys are riding your bike or you guys don't want to see the movie, me and Neil are gonna deep into the movie and the survey around it. So I'm gonna give you guys just a few seconds. Uh, if you're leaving now, we are seeing Gran Turismo and Vacation Friends next week. So stick around for that. And uh, for you other guys that want to hear about the movie, we'll see you in a second. All right, man. It's war time. I have a quick question. So yeah, before we get in, yeah. So uh, Blue Beetle, uh, his thing was yep. he didn't kill people, but his grandmother and uncle surely did. <laughs> like, like. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I, I haven't watched. I haven't watched. Uh, I, you know how I always watch reviews afterwards. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. He's like, so Blue Beetle doesn't want to kill anybody, but. His whole family's just yeah, massacring yeah. away. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was, like, I was yeah. like, what's going on here? Like, like, like for example, when... Like uh, Anna with a fucking big old cannon gun just yeah. blasting yeah. motherfuckers And, fu- and fucking, uh, when they stepped on that one guy and it got stuck on the spider's leg, I'm like, what is going on here? Like, what is the motivation? Are like, we just murdering motherfuckers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I have no idea on that one, man. Like, I, To me, I, I was like... I was I, like that's, that's a director's choice. That's an I was like, I was like, how is this making sense at all? Like, that. that's what that bothered me the most was the way, like, but other than that, I enjoyed the movie. I was like, why are they going around fucking, like, 
killing like tons of people, but Blue Beetle can't kill this dude. He's probably killed tons of people. He's like, I'm like, come on, dude. Like, like you, you can take care of it. You're not a murderer, but the rest of your families definitely murder people. Your family are murderers. Yeah. That's murder. All right. So, like I told you before at the beginning, there are three Blue Beetles. Yeah. All right. And I made this simple for you so I don't have to deep dive hardcore and do this for like a fucking hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, let me see where I have it though. I hate that the they go so small when I when I do this. You know the pixels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's see. I think it's that one. Okay. Nope, that is not one. That okay. is not it. Um, <laughs> this one here it is. Okay. Nope, that's not it either. All right, <laughs> we're gonna play the where is it game, dude. I know I I put a thing together where it's all three of the blue blue beetles. I, I believe you. I blame Jesus. Uh, where are they? Where are they, dude? Um, no. Whatever. I can just go old school. Okay. I'll just do one at a time right. really quick. All right. Sorry about that. These are all the ones that are now of J- of Jaime. That's all, all of them, what they look like in the mm-hmm. animated series and stuff like that. Again, only been around since 2006. So the first, yeah, those are both Jaime too. All right, so the first Blue Beetle was in 1938, and that's what he looked like. That dorky Boom. one, yeah. <laughs> and now his thing originally was that he took a drug called like X2, mm-hmm. and vitamin X2, and it gave him like heightened abilities. Oh, like, for co- like cocaine for everyone. Right. <laughs> and uh, it gave him heightened abilities for like uh, for a short of time or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then they made it where he found the Skyrim in, in, in Egypt, mm-hmm. right? And he would yell out the name uh, Shazam. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, like, yeah, like Shazam. Yeah. Because Shazam was popular back then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Captain Marvel back then, because mm-hmm. this is the 30s and the 40s. And Kaja Da or Da Du, mm-hmm. what the Skyrim's name is in this Blue Beetles mm-hmm. version. Now, so he had that ability. He, so he had special abilities finally because of the Skyrim attached to mm-hmm. him and he could do all the stuff, right? Mm-hmm. The second Blue Beetle, just like in this movie, Ted Krog, um, Ted Korg, uh, did not have any abilities whatsoever. And he did own the Skyrim. But the scarab <laughs> never attached itself to him. Yeah. So he did make all those inventions and yeah. stuff like that, including the beetle vehicle and all that stuff, mm-hmm. to mimic what he saw that the scarab could do with the original blue beetle. Okay. So, like, he was just sitting there with the thing that could possibly make him the most powerful being <laughs> in the earth, but it didn't want to be with him. Mm-hmm. So he's like, all right, well, I guess I'll, if I'm good enough, maybe he'll want to be with me. Yeah. So that's what that whole storyline is about in that in that movie. And so if you want to know, that's literally what it is. And um I could use a bit more backstory about how the scare was made in the movie. Like huh? like I was a big backstory of how like the technology that worked in the movie. It's like we kind of just knew a little bit about it. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean it's kind of like um I mean, they, they just kind of didn't know. It came from Alien. It was They I found know. it in Egypt, and they I even kind of slightly talked about that yeah. for for a second, but they did they just didn't know. <laughs> um, Dan Garrett was the first Blue Beetle. He's the one that found the Scarab. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Blue uh, Beetle's opening scene shows Ted Korg becoming a public superhero. It showed it all over the Blue Beetle's open monologue. Introduced Ted Korg, who, despite not appearing in the film, was central to the story. Korg was a brilliant scientist who ran Korg Industries, which in DC, Korg Industries is like Wayne Enterprises and Lex Korg. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of the big name. And uh, Queen Industries, too, is the other one. Yeah, and if you guys, at the end of the movie, there's a little scene that makes you think that maybe Ted Cord is alive and well. Yes, that's the that's the end credit scene. Uh, Ted Cord's Blue Beetle costume is shown in the opening credits. You can see it uh, while Blue Beetle makes sure not to reveal Ted Cord's face. The opening credits show a very comic actor, Ted Cord Blue Beetle costume, where Jamie Irons uses the Scarab sympathetic armor. Ted Crow had to create his own costume, the blue mask and the yellow glasses. Uh, blue Beetle's Pago Island reference. Um, now, Pago Island, the place where Victoria uh, Crow takes Jaime to have mm-hmm. the scabra extracted, and that serves as the base for her OMAC pr- project, comes from Ted Krog's DC comic history. DC Comics Pago Island appeared for the first time in Blue Beetle Volume 5 from 1967, which is also the comic book that revealed Ted Korg's origin story, the events of Blue Beetle number five, most of which took place in Pago Island, ended when Dan Garrett's death and Ted Corgan becoming the new Blue Beetle. Mm. So that's that island where the, the bad guy all had everything. It's Ted Pago Island. Island was actually the island where the original Blue Beetle died and the second Blue Beetle takes over. Cool. I felt like there were dinosaurs that went somewhere. <laughs> One of the things that I laughed so much about in this movie, mm-hmm. and this is just from a geek view, is where they hid the Skyrub to get it out of the building. Where did they hit it in? Oh, they in, hide in, it in? In an out box. In an out box. No, it was not in and out. What, what was it? It was Big Belly Burger. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Big Belly Burger is like, it's, uh, Kevin Smith nails mm. snail cigarettes. A big belly burger is eaten by everybody in the DC universe at some point. In fact, so much that the Arrowverse picked it up and oh, yeah? they used it in the Arrowverse oh, all nice. the time when they went to eat was big belly burger. So I just thought that was really cool that it's carrying yeah. out a big belly burger box. I was just like, I was like, I even, uh, on my note in my notes, I actually wrote, it, it. I was like big belly burger. It, it looks like a, uh, it looks like a in and out. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. It look, that's it, it's it's just referencing the hamburger joint. And Jamie's out of reach line references Blue Beetle's biggest villain to date. Now, um, so you don't know, there's a group called the Reach, and originally, uh, they, there's they were going to do an Aquaman movie where he was going to be fighting the Reach. Mm-hmm. Now, the Reach is an alien far, far away that created the Scarabs. And literally came to Earth, and they sent a scarab to de- different universes to have that person become like their lieutenant mm. and to hawk mayhem. So they come down, and they're like, "Oh, you already killed everybody. Cool, we're taking over this planet now." So that scarab was sent back in ancient Egypt, which ancient Egypt times. Let's be honest, ain't nobody going to be fighting no human <laughs> fucking alien race, you know. Um, but that did not happen. So that was cool. 
uh, Palomar City is a fictional city. Uh, we already talked about that earlier, though. Yeah. But it, it is one of the biggest cities. It's one of the one of the top four in. It's supposed to be in Texas, not Florida. So it's supposed to be from where you're <laughs> from, bro. So sorry about uh, that. They moved it over to Florida. But it's one of the big four. Gotham City, Metropolis, and Central City are the other three big ones. What's Central City? What's, who's in Central, Central City? Central City's Flash. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's where Flash is at. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Okay. And um, Blue Beetle's El Paso Street is referenced to Yami's uh, city in the comics. Uh, when Blue Beetle changed Yami Array's city compared to the original comic book lore, the film cleverly incorporated the fact that the third Blue Beetle was once based in El Paso, Texas, before they became the you know the city it is. Mm. And so that's why they live on El Paso Street. Now, here's the big one for all the geeks around there on around the world that everybody was bitching about. <laughs> the villain is not one villain. It is two villains combined. Mm. And people hate when they do that. Uh, Conrad Carpax, uh, whose stories of powers combine two different DC characters in one. Uh, Conrad Complex is the indestructible man, an archaeological... Uh, Archaeologist <laughs> who worked on a similar project as Dan Garrett. The Instructable Man served as a villain to Dan Garrett, the original Blue Beetle, who discovered the Scarab. Now, in the Blue Beetle movie, Carpax was a villain to Jamie Rice, who, however, Blue Beetle referenced Carpax's connection to Dan Garrett through the archaeological search for the Scarab, of which Carpax is part, but Conrad Carpax's armor was from another com comic accurate guy, or the film, um, his abilities to the Omak project, which the Omak cyborg. So it was two villains combine like they do. Whatever. <laughs> El Capino Colorado. El Capino Colorado. What are you talking about? It's, he's the Mexican superhero uh, that they cover the screens yeah, okay, with. That, gotcha. That's an actual uh, Mexican uh, comedy show, a classic Mexican TV show based on the character created by legendary comedian Ro Roberto Baranis. Uh, the original El Capino Colorado show, which starred Roberto Baranis as the tenor character who is a satire that parodied popular superheroes. The fact that Colorado's name and costume come from the species of grand grasshoppers, a type of insect, makes blue uh, blue beetles references a little funny. Mm -hmm. um, they make a reference to Superman at one point. It says Metropolis has Superman. However, this is unclear which Superman they're talking about <laughs> yeah. because we don't know. Uh, they pay homage to the Man of Steel. And, uh, yeah, I mean, went to college in Gotham City. He had a Gotham City Law mm -hmm. shirt on at one point. Um, and be selling those fucking everywhere in a little bit once this movie hit, finally gets the audience. Um, this movie brought one of the most famous vehicles of all times up next to the Batmobile, the one and only the Beetle ship, live in front of the everybody for this movie. Um, now the Beetle ship might remind you of something you might have seen before in a movie. Starship does Troopers. It, does it remind you of any ship? What does is, it remind you of anything? It, where like the superheroes like flew a ship that came out of the water, hidden in an, a sewer drain, 
and came out into the water, and then they go fight some guy who's trying to end the entire world. Avengers? Uh, I don't know. Um, no. So, the Night Owl ship from Watchmen. Oh, okay. Looks almost identical to the Blue Beetle <laughs> yeah. ship because they took that from uh, Alan Moore. Took that from oh, okay. the Blue Beetle. <laughs> okay. Because a Blue Beetle again is one of the top ten oldest superheroes okay. in existence. Just putting that out there. Uh, they make a Central City reference. A uh, bunch of LexCorp and Daily Planet ads were everywhere. Prothemium, Prothemium is the material that they make the outfit out of for the uh, OMAC thing, right? Uh-huh. That's the material that Cyborg is made out of and Deathstroke is made out of. Mm-hmm. And um, Kronos... Um, Shortly after Jamie is fired from Victoria Crowed, we see Nana Rias as she is flipping through the channel. She just so happens to catch a quick scene from a 1992 movie called Chronos. The feature film is the debut of a director named Gilmore Del Toro. Have you ever heard of that guy? Gilmore Del Toro, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know who that guy is? Yeah, yeah, he's a director. First movie ever. And Kronos happens to be following a struggling man who gets miraculous powers after finding a scarab-like mechanical uh, item that that gives him abilities beyond. Oh, it's like just like this movie. Yeah, exactly. That's why they paid homage in it. Why she's going through the channels. Yeah, that's it, man. That's all I got. I I I made it short as possible. All right, guys. Uh, Neil just drops some knowledge on you. Hope you're still around. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, you can find us online, moviesuntook.net, we're at w2mnet.com. That's w2mnet.com. Uh, you can find us there on a bunch of the podcasts. We're also on Facebook, on account, such as this podcast. We're on X, and this podcast, on Instagram, and this podcast. We're on Bonfire, Bonfire.com, such as on Suckers and You. Find a little shirt. Uh, the little new one has, you can find that. A bunch of other stuff Neil's made. Uh, you can uh, give us some money on Patreon.com, such as on Suck. You guys want to get some money there? Hey, thanks a lot. Uh, subscribe, all that shit. Um, also, next week we're doing... All that shit. <laughs> all, next week, Gran Turismo and Vacation Friends 2. Where we can see John Vacation Cena. Friends 2 with who? John Cena. Oh, oh with... Uh, John who? Th- this this guy right here. I will fuck you, all right? I will enter you. Yeah, so uh, John Cena and Lily Howard, you know, to other people. It's good shit. <laughs> that has to be the clip for next yeah. week. Too. All right, Neil, what do you do small businesses? If you got a small business, let us know. Give us the information. We'll be more than happy to give your back out to all the people in this wonderful town to, I don't know everything. I just lost all the words I was Sorry, going to say. Well, <laughs> Sorry. Um, um, so if you have a, here, one, two, three. Say it again. Neil, what do you do small businesses? If you got a small business, let us know. We'll like to advertise for you for free right here to our thousands of, of listeners, our millions of fans right here at Movies Don't Suck and some that I do. All right. Uh, you, you good, new? You, you, you Let's out? go. All right. That's another episode of Movies Don't Suck and some do. My name's Neil. And I'm Chris. <laughs> Guys, if you ever wake up in the middle of the night and you think your girlfriend is a possessed by Satan... Don't worry, maybe she just has a scarab attached to her spinal cord. Have a good night.